You know, I think that it's great for a football player at a D1 university to get a name, image, and likeness deal with directs condoms. Is that even legal? Apparently so. I mean. Like alcohol, they said no. Gambling, they said no. But sex before marriage, they said yes. It's the circle of life. Let it be. All right, let's start the show. to another edition of Saturday Morning Shotgun. I am your star, the main event, Peyton Seapal, the guy over there in the oversized hockey jersey. That is Frederick William Hinges. Freddie, how you doing? I'm doing good. I like that intro better than last week. No uh, no pedo stash mentioned this week. I shaved it. Well, you shaved that horrible thing off of your face. <laughs> I'm very glad you did, and probably a lot of people are glad you did, um, especially elementary school principals within the area, College Station. Um, my God, we have a lot to talk about. What the hell just happened in the past week? For, yeah, and not even just in football, baseball as well. Like, yeah, no, we'll talk about that, but specifically college football. I've never seen something like that happen in my lifetime. I don't think in the history of the sport. I mean, it, that just it doesn't was, happen. It was so much, and it just like not and never stopped. Like, it was just one thing after another. It was remarkable, truly. Sure. Um, sorry, by, by the way, disclaimer, if you could tell, I'm a little under the weather. This is my flu game. Freddie had his a couple of weeks back. It has come on in the past hour, genuinely. I don't know how that happens, but literally within the hour, I have had horrible sinus problems. Um, yeah. But no, lot to talk about. We're going to review last week's games. Of course, we've got a ton of news to discuss. Implications all around the country. Programs, decades worth of shifting has just happened. Um, look ahead to championship week. We're going to talk some baseball. Um, as of two minutes ago, they are on their, what is it, fourth or fifth lockout in history? Mm -hmm. First one since 94. So, um, I'm still one of those guys that just doesn't understand what a lockout is. But uh, it ha it's happened. Um, we've got some recruiting. We've got product of the week. And um, the head coach of the ninth grade women's McMillan uh, Lions. Is that right? Making Lady his return Lions? once again. He's, he's returning again for guest picker of the week. Um, he was so good last week that we had uh, to bring him back. And, of course, we've got questions from y'all. And I've seen there's some good ones. Um, all right. Well, let's dive right in. I guess – are you gonna chug? Or oh yeah, we gotta, we gotta. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna drink that much tonight. I'm, I'm under the weather. It's late. I have a full time job. You're still in college. All right. I say that, and I just finished this whole beer. That's tastes really good. 
Oh, that was warm. Oh, that was disgusting. Well, Frederick, first off, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was really good. How was yours? Uh, it was good. I see um, you was... made out alive. I know you're worried about gunshots and stuff, so I'm glad yeah. you made out alive. Well, we didn't get out a lot. Um, grandparents were a little older now, not as mobile. Um, so we got in the house, got out one day, went to Superior Grill. For those of you who don't know, Superior um, is basically like the Papas of Louisiana. As you know, we have Papa Do's and Papa Bros and all that stuff. Superior has Superior Grill, Superior Steakhouse, Superior Burger, um, and it is better. I take Superior Grill any day of the week over Papacitas. Those are the Mexican Tex-Mex going head to head. Um, and Zach, just give me a yes that Superior Grill's margaritas are phenomenal. Yes. Yes, there's Zach approved. Um, so yeah, no, it was good. Um, did you make your little vomit thing that you said you liked to do? I actually did not. I think my Thank parents God. heard they made corn casserole, which I forgot was elite. Oh, it is. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have a big spread this year. Really? No. I mean, we had these staples. We had mashed potatoes, uh, sweet potato casserole, squash casserole. I was really disappointed. We didn't have a green bean casserole this year. Mm. Uh, Fantastic. Smoked turkey, smoked ham, um, and cranberry dressing. And that's it. Um, green bean casserole is another one I forgot about. It's, it's magnificent. Oh, it's elite. It's one of the top casseroles. It's up there with chicken, bacon ranch or, or King mm-hmm. ranch chicken. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. God, I could love a big casserole. <laughs> um, okay. Let's dive into it folks. Um, obviously ton of college football last weekend, ton of great games. That was the weekend I've been looking for. You it, called it. It may you not have been, it. It, yeah, it may not have been chaos, but it was great games, especially on Saturday from start to finish. It was, that's what I've been wanting all year. Um, and, and, and then you had games before that. You had a great, um, not a really great Egg Bowl. Uh, Ole Miss wins 31 to 21 in a game that was actually not as close as it sounds. Um, Lane just had a plan. Okay. Yeah. Did you see the, um, the pictures after the game of him and Matt and the sprinter on the way back to Oxford? I did not. There's a picture of them in the back of it, and Lane's like holding on to Matt, and Matt has the trophy in his hands, and it's just like one of those things that of anybody that would do it. It's Lane Kiffin and Matt Corral. They posted on Twitter, and it's just like, yeah, classic Lane Kiffin. It's so it was so infuriating because it felt like I mean Mississippi State caught every bad break. They there was definitely definite help from the officials for Ole Miss. They had those uh, three drops in a row, and those touchdowns, and three too. drops. Three drop touchdowns in a row, and to follow that, a missed field goal. So mm-hmm. that was bad. Then um, they missed a field goal before that. So that was three, and then one of those touchdown goes. That's ten points. That's thirty-one, that's thirty-one. Game. That's a tie game. Um, Mississippi State just shot themselves in the foot. They're still going to be a great team. Will Rogers is just fantastic. I mean, oh, he's, he's amazing. So good. I need to to pull up my stats. Um, but yeah, Ole Miss wins on um, a Thanksgiving Day game. I like a good Thanksgiving Day game, especially college, because the NFL Thanksgiving Day games are so crappy nowadays. I, I mean, just love, I love getting ready for uh, lunch or dinner, and you're watching the Lions just. Bad. You're watching the Lions lose. It's, it, oh, it happens so every year, it, but that's I mean that's part of the holidays. <clears throat> I will say this: I was a little upset. Because the lion around halftime of the Lions game, that's when we normally sit down to eat Thanksgiving dinner. All right. For those of you that are not in the South, you eat Thanksgiving dinner between 1130 and 1230. Okay. And then you graze throughout the day and you sleep. Um, if you, 
do it in any other time of the day, you're wrong. Okay, fix that. That's I don't want to be right. I don't want to be right then. Mm -mm. Two to three. Two to three. No, Mm -hmm. no. It's a Thanksgiving. No. It's, it's right before the Cowboys game comes on because then you're stuffed and you go watch the game. Yeah, listen to me. Hush, you're wrong. I'm older. I'm the elder, okay? Ideally, you have a little breakfast. You have a couple cocktails, a Bloody Mary, a, a mimosa, and then you, you gather in the dining room and you're done by 1, 1.30, all right? I, I like to eat at 12.30. You're done by 2 after you've said what you're thankful for and you talk to everybody that you see and know what's going on in their life already. Um, and then you, you watch the Cowboys come on and you graze throughout the day. And there's normally a little, a, a good game at night, sometimes, some years, this one was not, um, but having, sorry, going back, having the egg bowl, that was nice to end the day. Um, mm-hmm. Also LSU won basketball game or that was Friday night, but yeah, um, that was Thanksgiving Friday, a uh, couple of great games. Iowa, Nebraska. Iowa wins 28-21. Um, <clears throat> North Carolina State beat North Carolina. Uh, Did you watch that game? 24 seconds. That was I insane. didn't. I was uh, – you have two of those uh, superior girl margaritas. You're kind of out for the count. I was out for the count. I took a, about a three-hour nap on Friday. I watched some of it. I didn't watch the end, and then I saw that happened, and I was so confused. But happy for yeah, – so What happened? Just riddle me. Literally, I didn't get to watch the very end, but um, they were talking about on ESPN. They scored and then onside kicked, obviously, and then scored again. And the, North Carolina had like 20 seconds left and just shit the bed. So, yeah. But it's, Mac Brown, they like showed him afterwards and he just like stared. He was just like so confused at what just happened. I can't tell if they're going to be. They were trending in such the right direction the first two years of him. Yeah. It was kind of like the Mullen effect. Um, really weird. COVID hangover. Um, but yeah, that was pretty much it for Friday. Um, North Texas ends Utsa's undefeated Utsa. season. Utsa, UTSA. 45 23, just throttled them. Um, we have a couple of buddies that were Utsa fans. And um, yeah, that game happened. Um, Shout out to Dame, <clears throat> my boy. You know, I'm sure other people that wanted to watch that game had something more important like cleaning a sock drawer out or. Filing their fingernails. But, I had to put it in there. It's important. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but now let's talk to the who won the week. Michigan. Michigan. Jim Harbaugh. Hats off to you, buddy. Eight straight losses, and you came out there. You didn't beat Ohio State. You throttled. You kicked their ass. Yeah. You dominated all four quarters. And the only time I thought that it was going to be close was when Michigan was up 7-0, they go down, and then they throw that interception right there. Ohio State comes back, missed the extra point. Didn't matter. Mm-mm. Michigan went right back down. Aiden See, Hutchinson, my God. Excuse me thought, if I'm wrong. It reminds me of when we talked a few weeks ago about how when you play Alabama, you shouldn't change anything up. And that's exactly what they didn't do. They just went exactly Michigan football. <clears throat> like, just because Ohio State, you don't change anything. You just keep it going. Haskins, five touchdowns on the day. Incredible performance. Michigan, we'll talk about it in a little bit, pretty much secures a spot in the playoff with a win. Um, but just, again, congratulations. Ryan Day, told you he's a fraud. And Jim Harbaugh had a great quote after that game when he said that some people just get lucky because they're born on third base. Ryan Day inherited everything, anything and everything 
That's golden. I love that. Oh, it that was awesome because it's true. I told you I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I know that Ryan Day's never lost a Big Ten game. That's fine. But he in, inherited an Urban Meyer perfect system. You may see in the next couple of years that Ryan Day ain't always what he's cracked up to be because he kind of looks like a pussy. Mm-hmm. Good coordinator, yeah. but maybe not a good coach. No, I, I don't know. I don't think so. Uh, Bama continues to prove that they're not Bama um, and barely beats an Auburn team with a one-legged quarterback. TJ Finley, baby. <laughs> wow. Um, that was a great game. I, I didn't get, I didn't get to uh, watch Auburn any of it. should have beat them. Um, if Bo Nix was playing, they probably would have. Um, but yeah, also the new overtime rules. It's so stupid. It's the worst thing ever. It's how, how are you going to mess up the best overtime rule, the best overtime system in any sport by after giving them two chances, okay, who can roll the dice better? Literally, because that's all it is. It's just who has the better two-point play. Um, it it's, sucks. They need to go back to the old way it was. Six and seven overtime games were so rare that I get it. They were worried about injury. They were worried about, you know, <clears throat> the health of the players, and that's fine. Keep the players healthy. But they're so rare that when it did happen, it was amazing. Exactly. Um, it's one of those like things. When, like, when, it goes, when a game goes to seven other time and one team gets bailed out in four of those overtimes and somehow beats the other team. For everyone not listening on YouTube right now, you won't be able to see my facial reaction, but don't listen to anything Peyton says about that. He's just trying to... fumble. That was a fumble. No, it wasn't. But that's Sure it was. That would have been a fumble anywhere else. That was a fumble. That would not have been... A, they would have called it incomplete in the, in the end zone. He took but three fucking steps. He didn't have control and, of the ball. Yeah, he did. But porn star has better control of a left nut. 74 72. That's all that matters. Anywho. Delusional. Um, all right. Oklahoma State. That's off to Mike Gundy. This is the game that I thought he would be Mike Gundy at. He wasn't. He beat Oklahoma. A, a phenomenal game. Um, maybe there was some distraction on the other sideline that really just didn't have Oklahoma all the way in it. Who knows? We'll talk to that. Um, I really want to wrap up these games just because we have such exciting news to talk about. Um, but yeah, I mean, just running through some Oregon, they won the civil war again, the best name in all rivalries, uh, beating Oregon state 38 to 29. Good for Oregon. They're going to finish the season with what? 10 wins. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Good. Mario Cristobal. Yeah. That's their ceiling. Uh, Minnesota, we called it upsets, Wisconsin, 23 to 13, uh, battle of Paul Bunyan's ax. To me, that's a top-tier rivalry game as well. Um, ending Wisconsin. They were, you know, coming on the up and up, but P.J. Fleck rode the boat, baby. I love you to death. And then, uh, and then a phenomenal game. Uh, a beautifully horrendous game. Such pain to watch, uh, but just such a sweet outcome. LSU and the Fighting Tigers send out Ed Orgeron in his last game in Tiger Stadium with a 27-24 victory with Max Johnson throwing a touchdown with 20 seconds left with a man coming at him, going to pummel him to the ground, floats it in there with the prowess of a Victorian era painter. And a nice little push off as well by the wide receiver. Just perfect. Dodgers. Perfect. Just, he fit that ball into double coverage. Shut up. That was a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. There was nothing the refs did that entire game. They were so fair. And there um, definitely people wasn't that a... claim games on referees 
Stop. Just That's not that. right. Just no, did. I can't. I can't stand anybody. That's not who I am, Cedric. That is oh not who goodness. I am. You are the Anywho. worst type of person. Anywho, Anywho. I was at the uh, game. But I want you to talk about, I really want to know this. How was your first experience at Tiger Stadium? I'm not going to lie. Baton Rouge is awesome. <laughs> Told you. It's way better than that shithole at Kyle Field, isn't it? Not at all. It's completely different. Oh, please, it's, don't, two don't. Di- it's two completely different types. Yeah, because you, you got a stadium full of real fans, and then you got a stadium, a stadium full of 58-year-old assholes that don't want you to do anything, but... <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So it's the whole game. So tailgate, it was really fun. Walked inside the stadium. We got really lucky. We got behind um, a freshman, a junior brother who goes to Duke, and then his dad. And they were the coolest people ever. I was so oh, worried. Student section? Was, yeah. I was so worried it was going to be a bunch of assholes, but it wasn't. But they're really cool. Um, overall, had a great time. Did you know if you don't have a vertical ID or if you have a vertical ID, you can't buy beer in the stadium? That's not true <clears throat> at all. My, I literally went to a game four days after I turned 21 with my horizontal ID and bought plenty of beer. Yeah, but with your horizontal ID? No, with my vertical ID. Oh, well, they wouldn't let us. We had to go on a rampage to go find beer. But um, anywho, Baton Rouge, Tiger Stadium is fantastic. Um, literally, like, the fourth – it was it was actually every third – like, third now that LSU ran, yeah. the student section started cheering Lincoln Riley, which was extremely funny. Yeah, and, well, um, yeah. Speaking of him <laughs> – We'll get to that in a second. But um, where'd you go to eat? I want to hear all about your. Did you do any of the things that I told you to do? Or did you not I went listen? to Fred's. I went to Fred's. And it was a very like fresh. That's awesome. Fred's it's just a big tent for those of you who have never been to uh, Fred's. It's a ginormous tent, and it's the best tent you've ever oh, been in. It's, it's the like greatest tent. Four different bars. Yeah. You don't have to wait a long time for beer. Everybody there's in a good mood. So we got we, after the game, and we walked to the bar. So Fred's, and it was a mile and a half, and I, it was a lot further than I thought it was going to be. But we got there, and they ran out of Jack, like Jack Daniels, before the game ended. So we got there, and they were selling five dollar crowning cokes instead of five dollar Jack and cokes because they had ran out. And so was Shaq DJing that night? Shaq was DJing, wasn't he? No, that was Friday night. There was a cover band Saturday night. I wish I was there to see Shaq. That would have been miraculous. Yeah. Fred's is awesome. Um, it was very fun. Yeah, Not, Fred's and Logie's and College Station, best bars. I've still never been to Logie's. I need to go. Oh, my God. That's the best bar in College Station. I just turned bar 21. Well, go. You've been 21 for a month. None of my friends can go. They're all 20. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Shake your head. Yeah, get a chance. Um, but also, okay, yeah. LSU wins it. Beautiful game. I was really happy. Um. You know, I always say that I'm going to pull for whoever's having the better season, but no team really had a shot. I didn't expect both teams to suck. Um, so, yeah, I was going to go with LSU that game. Um, all right. Now let's move on to what everybody and their mother has been talking about. This has to be the most transcendent weekend in college football history. And the fact that we have never seen two coaches leave two top 10 programs for two other top 10 programs. It's, it's never happened before. Mm-mm, ever. Saturday night, Bedlam, Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. I'm an LSU fan. I'm ready for the next morning to wake up and hear that Lincoln Riley has been introduced as the new head football coach at LSU. And then he has that press conference where the guy asked him, and of course he says what every coach would say, listen, I'm not going to be the head coach, the next head coach at LSU. And I thought, okay, that's what every coach says. They're not going to say it, mm-hmm. you know. I immediately thought of uh, Saban with, I'm not going to be the next coach. That's exactly what I thought of. I'm not going to be the head coach at Alabama. Mm -hmm. A week later, he was landing in Tuscaloosa. 
sure enough, we wake up the next morning. Lincoln Riley is now the head coach of the University of Southern California. Lincoln Riley is a scared little bitch. He doesn't want to play in the SEC. Did you see his deal? Yeah, it's insane. It's, it's, it's well, here's the thing. I've heard a couple things. I've also heard that so his deal was 110 million. Is that right? Mm-hmm. For 10 years? I believe, yeah, 10 years. 10 years, 110 million. The the university bought bo- both his current house and the new house that he just built in Norman, Oklahoma. For 500000 over the asking price of each. Which I'm sure uh, 500000 over the asking price of a house in Norman, Oklahoma is a double wide. <laughs> um, and unlimited use of a private jet. But I've also heard that the house thing was fake. I mean, just oh. put the house on the market. It's not like Lincoln's hurting. Yeah. So both of those houses will sell, and you know, some donor's going to want some donor that, you know, wakes up his alarm clock is boomer. Sooner. It's going to want to be able to say they live in his I, house. I, I live in the coach's house. I can live in coach Riley's mm-hmm. house. <laughs> also yeah. on like the big report, it said that uh, you or USC was buying him a $6 million mansion. I'm sure they did. That's fine. And Lincoln Riley can go coach at USC. That's amazing. He's, go coach at USC. Go coach where you got off the plane. There wasn't a cheerleader. There wasn't a band member. There wasn't a fan. Why? Because people in Southern California don't care about football anymore. They don't care. So go there. You'll do exactly what you did in Oklahoma. You'll have an easy route to a, to a conference championship and, and a playoff every year. And then you're going to get your ass waxed when you got to play the big boys in the playoff. And I don't care how, how much the playoff is going to expand. Lincoln Riley's not going to win a championship. Um, yeah, good for him. Good for Lincoln. Got paid. Um, easier route to win. You know, you have any thoughts on this? I feel like I've done a lot of talking now. You need to talk more. You've just been talking. I really don't want to interrupt you. I mean, I don't know. I was very, like, very sure that he was going to be at Louisiana, like LSU. And I even texted my buddy after the game on uh, Saturday night. I was like, well, at least you'll have Lincoln now. And then woke up the next morning to USC. It's just – I genuinely think he's just scared of the SEC. I think he was no, I think like, so the whole time finding a way. If it wasn't LSU, it was going to be somewhere else. Or not, sorry, not LSU. It's going to be somewhere else, but not USC. He was not going to be in the SEC the first year that Oklahoma yeah. was in there. My cousin-in-law, I guess that's how you say it. My cousin's husband went to Oklahoma. And he reminded me, I had dinner with um, them Sunday night, that Lincoln Riley didn't want, was one of the people that didn't want to go to the SEC when it was – being discussed um and i had forgotten about that so yeah he really doesn't want to go because because that drop off what they would have had to endure going from big 12 to sec they weren't ready for that like their team was built for big 12 not for sec whatsoever and and so that's fine and lincoln go run go run you know who's not running brian kelly what a man what a man i'm gonna be completely honest when it was first announced I was like the other half of the idiotic fan base. Guys, I get a lot of talk about here. People have asked me, what, you know, why are you, you complain a lot. You call, you make fun of people's fan bases. Every college football fan base is delusional and idiotic. Everybody, including 100%. Mm-hmm. You have people from Achafalaya, from Natchitoches, from Opelousas, okay? They couldn't string four words together in a sense, but they're going to go root for their target, all right? About to learn, y'all. About some Cajun football on a Saturday. Okay. That's how it's going to be. We don't want no Brian Kelly down there. Shut up, you backwoods idiot, moron. 
Brian Kelly. And I'm going to answer a question that was asked by Wolf today. What problem does he fix that LSU had in the past two years? Brian Kelly brings stability to the program. Mm -hmm. Brian Kelly is second in wins among after active coaches, only behind Nick Saban. He's number one all-time at Notre Dame in coaches. Number one all-time at Notre Dame. This man is a coach. He's not a recruiting specialist. He's not a offensive specialist. He's not a defensive specialist. He is a good head football coach. And what he is going to do at LSU is going to be frightening. Mm-hmm. He now, at Notre Dame, realized, and I've heard reports about everything, he realized he had reached his ceiling at Notre Dame. He was not going to win more than 10 or 11 games in a season and win a championship at Notre Dame. Why? For people that don't know, at Notre Dame, there are so many restrictions when it comes to recruiting. Number one, obviously, you have to be Catholic. Number two, the academic restrictions. I think Notre Dame, like the ACT score is like 26. It's, it's absurd. Like it's, it's like, absurd. You have to have like a minimum ACT score of 26. Now he's going to have access to people like the coldest Crawford. Okay. And shout out to the coldest. I'm excited for him coming to LSU. Oh, I forgot about him. Oh my Four star wide receiver from Louisiana, the coldest middle name to ever do it. Crawford. One word <laughs> Crawford. Who probably has an ACT score of 16. See, whenever it first got announced, I texted Zach and I said, like, but the things that he's been known for is building dominant offensive lines and ground the pound football, which is what LSU used to be known for and just dominate people off the line of scrimmage. And if he's able to do that with three-star random guys in the Midwest that, that are happy to be Catholic and can get into the school, imagine what he can do with no restrictions whatsoever and finding five-star offensive tackles and, like, five-star guards, five-star centers, and just ground and pound. And yeah, but here's the thing. That's the one thing that I worry about. I don't want LSU to go back to that. Really? I want to – no, because you have to have a balance now. Well, I mean, I'm not saying, like, it's like 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 70-30 run pass, but, like, to be able to establish yourself on the ground. So yeah, it's, and LSU has lost that identity. I totally agree. Yeah, they've lost the, the physical smash-mouth football that LSU was. And, you know, we wanted to see it. He's got to hire – he's going to need to hire a great offensive coordinator. I don't want Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese is not going to be the offensive coordinator. That was the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. He's not coming to Baton Rouge. He announced today, and I'm okay with that. I don't want Tommy Reese. I want somebody. I want Brian Kelly. He is so good, but he's such a tactile coach that he's. it's going to be amazing. And, and <clears throat> he wants to <laughs> – God, okay. On Zach's screen, he just has in big letters, Brian Kelly killed a kid. Okay, that's staying in. That's not coming out. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> where was I? Brian Kelly wants to win a national championship, and he knows he can do that. At oh, absolutely, and 100 percent, million times more odds than it at Notre oh, Dame. Notre Dame. Oh, Notre Dame. Absolutely. And people, oh, Notre Dame picks their schedule. That's why he gets 10 or 11 game wins a year. You go do that with your school having to have unlimitless restrictions on recruiting and you know as much as i like hated on notre dame because of last year what happened with the playoff picture i can't deny it brian kelly is a fantastic coach and like yeah that's all i really had to say it's yeah. just like it like it's right now he has, i think the fifth very... class in the nation at notre dame mm-hmm. yeah number five number yeah number five um 
it's going to be amazing what he does at LSU. And I don't think it's going to take him that long to get going. Mm-mm. No, I no. think it's very quick. I mean, I've, I've already seen notes, you know, from Walker Howard, number one QB in the nation, uh, switches off with Connor Wayman, you know, one and two. He's excited about it. I mean, it's going to be – this was the best hire of the offseason. I, um, I agree. I, I think it's way better than Lincoln to, to USC. Um, the only thing that I don't like is Brian Kelly's an asshole. He's a very big asshole. So it's it's kind of hard for me to want to cheer for the guy, but if there's any fan base that loves a good villain, loves a good asshole, it's, it's LSU. LSU no, we, and I admit that we're we're assholes. We love to be the villain. We love to spit on you. You are about to go from the most lovable coach in college football to one of the biggest assholes in college football. Thank you for reminding and me that. That's that. going to be the biggest switch and like like flop yeah. on your face possible. So I knew there was another <clears throat> another point that I had that I wasn't making. And, okay, when the news broke, everybody talked about, oh, this isn't a good fit. It's not a good fit. It's not a good – he doesn't know how to recruit in the South. He doesn't – you know, he's never coached in the South. He's never played big-time people all the time. Guys, LSU just had the perfect fit for a coach, a guy that if you laid him down on the operating table and cut his fat belly open, he w- it would – purple and gold would come out, and crawfish would come out of his ass. And, you know, if he farts, he plays, you know, bum, 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 bum. All right. And he wasn't a good coach because what is a good fit at LSU? What do fans care more about than anything? Winning. Winning. And Brian Kelly is a proven winner. He won everywhere he's been. Look at his track record. He inherited a dumpster fire at Notre Dame when Charlie Weiss left. And before that, he was at Cincy, right? And he was at Cincy and took them to number three in the BCS in 2009. Incredible job at what he's done. Uh, I am super excited. I bought in. You know, he makes the right hires. Um, I know you have Notre Dame hired Marcus Freeman. I haven't seen that officially yet. Is it, it official? Was on three posted it a few hours ago. But okay, like on three posted it, but I, I'm not going to see anything until there's a major source that says it. Um, and I could be wrong. It could be happening right as we speak. But I haven't seen anything. Well, Here's they the hadn't. They hadn't like labeled an interim head coach. Okay, so AP just announced Notre Dame defensive coordinator Marcus Freeman is expected to take over the job. So Notre Dame, they were asked because their AD is a part of the CFP right now, and they got like the CFP board, and they asked them, they're like, when are you going to name an interim head coach? And he's like, oh, we're not going to. And so everyone was like thinking, um, oh, well, that means either Marcus Freeman's going to take the head coaching job or they they don't want to give him the interim job and then him leave for LSU as like the DC or something. Right. I guess. If they're going to make him head coach, he's probably going to be head coach like officially from now and coach them in the next games and go on from Maybe there. So. And, and that could be right. Um, there's somebody that's, that has been at Notre Dame before that it is his dream job to coach the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Ladies and gentlemen, that man's name is Urban Meyer. Could you imagine? I Easily. That's one of our they're not questions, good. actually. He's not a good – it's Saban all over again. Went to the NFL, not good. Why? Because Urban can't manipulate players in their living rooms um, to come play for him. He can't control everything. Who is it that asked that? I can easily see Notre Dame hiring Urban Meyer. And if not, Luke Fickle, you know? Mm -hmm. And the thing with Marcus Freeman is, is, yeah, he was, you know, Luke Fickle's D.C. at Cincinnati. Will he still stay? LSU will pay him way more. Oh, day. most definitely. 100%. Um, so, I mean, it, it very well could be. I don't believe the report. I'm not going to believe the reports until I see it because I've believed reports for the past two weeks. 
And um, and none of them have been right. and none of it has been true. And, and now it's pretty much breaking everywhere. Is expected to be named the head next head coach. Um, we'll see. We'll see. I, it's still not official. Everything I say is expected, um, and that's fine. Um, but he needs to go hire a good DC um, and a good OC. And I'm excited for Brian Kelly and Tigertown. LSU will be back in the top ten next year, um, and I think he wins a national championship within his first four years. Yeah, I I, I could see. I could see them being very good very soon. Yeah. I mean, Colin Coward said was yesterday. He was like, "Don't be like surprised if they're like eleven and one next year." No, not you at get all. a few. You get a few guys in there, and then because we could still. I mean, there's still some jobs that are open. Who's going to take mm-hmm. Oklahoma? It ain't Venables. He was out recruiting today from the Clemson. Well, no, he wasn't in, a, in the pick. Big Big Boomer uh, posted a picture today that some high school like head coach or something posted a picture. It's like, thank you for the Clemson staff coming today. And Venables wasn't there, but it was all the other coaches. Sure he was. He was in that picture. I saw it. I, I swear he wasn't. That's why That's why Big Bang, Big Game Boomer posted it. He was like, he's not, he's not in the picture. I think you're wrong. Oh, maybe I might be. Let's see. But even if it isn't him, I oh, saw that there, was a, there was a, a, a rumor, I guess it was pretty much smoke, that Matt Rule might leave, and then that got, like, debunked in two seconds. So, not Matt yeah, Rule. Yeah, well, if he gets fired. Um, Brent Venable <laughs> spotted recruiting at Jackson, Olin, in Alabama today. This was oh. seven hours ago. Um, oh, that was what I was talking about. But, I mean, maybe he leaves. Um, Matt Campbell, maybe? There was that picture, Iowa though, State? of um, – did you see that picture of Venable's son or whatever with DJ? No, there was a picture of him and DJ was in the back seat and Brian Breezy was in the passenger seat and they're all doing horns down. It said uh, it was a Snapchat and it said uh, Boomer, but that could have been anything, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, um, you said Matt Campbell. That I mean, that would shock me, but I don't think he goes interdivision, you know, maybe, or interconference. It ain't going to be interconference. I mean, not much longer, but he's still next year. Yeah, maybe, maybe. That'd be, that'd be bad blood. Could you imagine that? That'd be, that'd be bad. Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Chaos has ensued. Um, Chaos has ensued. What else do we got? Napier to Florida. What are your thoughts on that? I, I, I think it's interesting. It's very, very. Listen, Florida fired Dan Mullen after he won 33 games his first three seasons and took him to an SEC championship game last year. They fired him to hire University of Louisiana Lafayette's head coach Billy Napier who is a good coach is one at ULL but not to USC hired Oklahoma's head coach LSU hired Notre Dame's head coach and you hire a G5 Florida hired ULL yeah one of those what are they trying to do win because it doesn't seem like it it's just one of those things where they're just trying to find like that next up and coming, but like those don't always work. Like it doesn't always work out. And I can't tell you the last time it did. Like, yeah, you Frost, like, that didn't work out going from UCF I mean, to Nebraska. You have, you have Matt rule who went temple to Baylor, but then he left after two years. So you don't see sustained success. Yeah, that worked. Like, BJ Fleck, Western Michigan to Minnesota. I mean, he's, he's improved Minnesota, but it hasn't worked. You know, it hasn't been great. Yeah. It, it, um, Matt Campbell went from Toledo and he's at Iowa State. That's fine. I guess um, the last I, I guess the last actual like big one with like success success is Brian Kelly. Is like, Brian Kelly? Like, yeah. Um was 10 years ago, 11 years ago. Sweetheart, that was 12. That was more than that. Oh my god, we're getting old. 
Yeah, no, we are. It's bad. I have back was pain. Was it 2009? That's old. Oh, no, no, no. They were no, no, that was like his second or third year at, no, at Cincinnati. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking of Brian. Where, yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, so 09. So it's gone those 12 years ago. Like, so yeah, the last big successful one was 12 years ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, because I just can't think of anybody else. I mean, I'm sure they're, they're, it's out there, but I mean, Josh Heupel, he kind of mm, has having some success just... at Tennessee, but not. You know, it's too young to tell. Um, That's I just, it. I mean, I don't know. It's like, you know, yeah. And here's the thing. But they, the Florida fans truly fired Dan Mullen because he's not, he didn't care about recruiting. And that's all that they and their Walmart garden section of fans care about. All right. Um, <laughs> their Walmart garden. That's but the thing was, is it people always say Billy Napier is such a great recruiter. Yeah, he was a great recruiter when he recruited with Nick Saban in Alabama. You know how easy it is to recruit when, when you're with telling them. some kid to come play for Nick Saban in Alabama? Yeah, it's, it's amazing. That's not so hard. Simple. I could do that easily. Uh, but we'll see. Best of luck to Billy Napier, you know, uh, Florida. Who's going to take the Oklahoma job? Who's going to take Notre Dame job? Maybe Marcus Freeman. Um, not a lot of open jobs out there. Is there? Is that pretty much it? Is Jay Chadwell ever going to get hired? Who's that? Coastal Carolina's head coach that's done phenomenal. Oh, is he ever going to get a bigger job? Uh, maybe next year. I guess he might be the number one like G5 coach. But like, but now it's like he has to do it. I feel like he has to do it all over again. Mm-hmm. He's got to win, you know, lose one or none, none games. Yeah. Or else, yeah. Or else it's like, okay. But I feel like last year was his year to leave. Well, that's what we said about Bailey Napier. And he did it again. Didn't have as much success this year as he's had in the past, but I guess he got Florida. I kind of like Jamie Chadwell. I mean, Coastal Carolina, when he inherited them, they were like 1-11. Mm-hmm. It was PJ. No, they were horrible. It was a PJ Fleck, Fleck effect. That's really hard to say. Say that five, five times fast um, with a stopped-up nose. I, am, I deserve a purple heart. Uh, yeah, news and notes. I mean, a lot. We're going to see some more here in the, um, in the next couple of weeks. Um, as we mentioned earlier, as of an hour ago, probably now, um, MLB is an official lockout. Freddie, explain what that means again. So essentially, and the easiest way to explain it is a lockout is whenever the owners and the players, like they have their own associations, can't agree on a deal of like um, like how they want the game to be played pretty much, like playoffs, uh, divisions, um, lineups like universal dh stuff like that payroll stuff all those type of things and so players i think today they had like their last submission and the players asked for um two divisions in each league instead of three and then to upgrade the overall um luxury cap or overall cap for like spending and stuff and the owner said no so we went into a lockout now and it's going to be months. So we're looking at probably a shorter season and yeah. Yeah. Um, because of lockout incoming, we had all the free agency in the world, three months well, yeah. of free agency in a week. So um, in the AL West, because they all want to beat the Houston Astros and they can't. Um, yeah. The Angels signed Noah Syndergaard, pitcher from the New York Mets. Uh, Mariners signed Robbie Ray. Elsa Young winner and Adam Frazier. I tell you what, the Mariners, uh, they were, I think it was six and they're a half. Gonna, they're some games back. They're going to scare me a little bit next year. Yeah, they're going to scare me because we went to we the don't resign CC. We almost went to the bat uh, to the wire to get the, the division and 
Oh my goodness, it's scary. James but... Click is sitting on his dead ass, just sitting Not there, just ah, oh, what's gonna happen next? And the get Verlander bum out of your ass, and the Verlander signing didn't even get like confirmed. So like he's still technically a free agent right now. Nice. So, I think he'll still be there, but oh yeah, um, but you need just, to resign Carlos Correa. If not, you need to resign who? Hello, who's left? To Trevor Story. If if we yeah. don't get Carlos Correa, we're gonna get Trevor Story, which I mean I'm fine with at this point. I mean our lineup's me. still so good. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really worried. Um, but the Texas Rangers, um, <laughs> just paid four hundred million dollars for middle infield. Yeah, it's amazing. And Trevor Simeon, who's thirty one years old. Marcus Simeon. Marcus Simeon. Sorry, Trevor. Who's Trevor Simeon? Uh, it's the quarterback for the – it's NFL quarterback. Saints. Right. Saints. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and Corey Seager. Mm-hmm. And Ten I mean, year, I like, I like $315 million deal. Yeah, that's something. I, I like it, though. I, I mean, Seager was going to get paid big, but I don't like the Simeon. They overpaid him. But that... They overpaid Simeon. But 31 and a half a yeah. year. But Corey Seager? <laughs> But that market was already going up. I mean, you had Francisco Lindor getting paid every. Look how that worked out. I mean, well, it doesn't matter. They see the players see that. Like Carlos Frank the Tank want... wasn't very happy when with. Oh man, with that, is a, that is a man and a half. But I mean, they don't care. That's like, four men. That's but, four yeah. men. But like the, the the players don't care. They see the money and they say, "Oh, well, that's crazy because I did better this year, so I should get more." And it's just going to keep going up and up and up. Yeah, I mean, it just it, doesn't make sense. Excuse me, guys. But, um, yeah, the Astros got Hector Norris, so I like that. That's a good signing. Yeah, we I lost, do too. We lost um, two of our um, relief pitchers, righties. So getting Norris, he's good. But um, yeah. Brooks Rally goes to the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, yeah, not great, but it's okay. It's, it's. I just have a feeling that he's going to go be a Brad Lidge and be dominant. Oh, it wouldn't shock me at all. He was the most unlucky yeah. pitcher in the world this year, and it's yeah, just no. um, oh. Yeah, but you know, I still hate Brad Lidge. I, I have a, I have a take on Carlos. I told I think I told you guys yesterday. You know, he has the option to be to cement his legacy as a Houston hero forever, be one of the greatest Houstonites of all time, or he has the option to go be the baddest villain of all time yeah. and go to the Yankees. And it's up to him. And I mean, honestly, like I love Carlos to death. I've loved him since I saw him get drafted first overall. But if yeah. he doesn't want to play with us and he wants to go to the New York Yankees, fuck him respectfully. Yeah. Love him, but fuck him. And we'll take yeah. Trevor's story. But congratulations to John Daniels. I mean, he's trying to build something there in Texas. Um, new stadium, you know, Adolis Garcia is incredible. IKF, he's great. Um, we'll see what happens. It's really good at third, that has played third base or first base. But not because Zach was talking about the other day, and he's not half bad. So their infield's yeah. solid, and they have Adolis in center field. Yeah. I mean, they need pitching. Yeah. They need pitching badly. Yeah. And apparently um, Kershaw wins, wins 70 games, 80 games. Apparently Kershaw, like, like the Rangers are like on his final list because he's from Texas and this is the end of his career now. So maybe it so. wouldn't shock Go me. Get a big bag right before you go out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Purchase of the week, recurring segment. Freddie. Oh, okay. You, you made a couple. I made, I made a couple. So I have two technically, I guess, if this allowed this week. Um, I bought a new pair of Tacova's boots. I'm a Tacova slut, if that's possible. I love Tacova's everything. Got the hat on right now. Um, I, I wear their boots 24 oh, uh, seven. I just get a pair. I love them. They're comfy. They're not even that expensive. They're beautiful. No, they're not. It, it, it's yeah. a fantastic company. Oh goodness gracious! It's a fantastic company. You can walk when you buy a pair of their boots. You can walk in the store and they clean them for free. 
it's just fantastic. And they'll offer oh, you a drink. Us. You can get whatever while you're in there. It's a great time. I'm and sure there's top, a store up here in Dallas and I need to go. You need to go. Like, I, I love them to death. It's my favorite place. And then yeah. secondly, uh, last night I went to a Dallas Stars game, like I talked about earlier, maybe. And um, it was fantastic. I'd never been to a hockey game before. It was an experience and a half. Why are hockey jerseys so much more expensive than any other jersey? So the actual like jerseys, I wanted to buy an actual jersey and it was 230 bucks. And I was like, no, we're not doing that. What is that? This is a hoodie jersey, technically. So it was only 100 bucks and it was, it's much better. It deal. looks it's, like, is there a hood on? Yeah. Oh, it, it feels like a, that was a real jersey. like a massive blanket. It's the greatest thing ever. Like I would have much rather. I'm so happy I bought this instead of an actual jersey. Yeah, no, that's great. Um, so, little backstory. <laughs> I am driving to uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, um, to celebrate Thanksgiving, and I get a call from my roommate Zach Bryan. Hey, Peyton. Um. I don't know how to tell you this, but your new driver that you got as a graduation present from your parents, I snapped it. I don't know what you do in that. Guys, that was one of, one of the lowest moments of my life. Right then and there. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, so we went to the PGA store to see if they could replace it. They could. It was awesome. I wish was, was a, I was a, a y'all's person. He was pretty nice, huh? Or what? Y'all's sales rep, I guess you could say. I oh, he's a pretty great. nice guy. Yeah, no, he was really nice. Uh, shout out to the PGA Superstorm uh, off North Central Express Ferry in Planet, Texas. Um, my God. I live with a three-year-old. Anyway, um, so, you know, we're spending time. We go to the little putting green area. And we each bought new putters. That's just something we do. Um, yeah, that's Have my you used it yet or no? Huh? Have you used it at all? Oh, I've used it. You know, I made five putts with it in a row at the PGA store. And that's what you okay. do when you do that at a golf store, you buy that immediately because you think of it's course. a game. Um, of it's course. a new ping Hepler Tomcat 14. It is gorgeous, gold and black. Beautiful. Wanted a, a little bigger face on a putter. Oh, so it's a mallet. It's very nice. Yeah. Big face. Yeah, no, okay. it's, it's beautiful. Um, that's my purchase of the week. Um, if you play golf, go get yourself a new putter. Probably won't help your game. But yeah. All righty. Heisman rankings. Freddie, you go first because I think your take is ridiculous. I, dude, at this point, I, for once again, you people on the podcast, like listening to the media apps, you can't see my face. And it's just disgust at this point. Like, there's no way to explain how annoyed I am with Heisman this year. There's no one who wins the Heisman. Whoever's going to win the Heisman. It, it's just not okay with me. Like I, I, I put on our notes, Bryce, Bryce Young is sadly the lock because it's just bound to happen. And I don't agree with it whatsoever. I agree with Peyton's picks hundred percent, but that's just not how the, how the committee works with that. And they're just going to pick Bryce Young because he goes to Bama. Oh my goodness. Blah, 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 blah. No Heisman is awful this year, but Bryce Young, sadly, that's my final pick going into the conference week. That's dumb. That's dumb. He hasn't, he's been good. He's been good. He hasn't been great. I agree, but that's just what they're going to pick. And I just know I'm just predicting what they're going to choose. And I still think it. it should be Kenny Pickett. It should be Kenny Pickett. He is the most valuable player on his team. Without I fully him, agree. They are nothing. Um, now there's a lot of buzz right now for Aiden Hutchinson out of Michigan. 
I don't think he's had that great. A, he's been good. He wasn't what Chase Young was. He wasn't what Tyron Matthew was in 11. He, you know, um, he wasn't what uh, Indomitian Sue was in Nebraska. Um, oh, yes. um, so, incredible. But did, yeah, no. Sorry. Right, go ahead. Uh, did Chase Young, was he in the final three for Heisman that year or no? I know he was in the four. Okay, I don't know if he made the trip. I don't or know not. if he made the top three. I don't know the way the voting broke down, but it was Burrow, Young, Jalen Hurts, which was stupid, and someone else, Justin Fields. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Um, I saw something today about Kenny Pickett, though. He's the first ever ACC player through twelve games to have four thousand plus passing yards and forty touchdowns ever. Oh, he's insane. But um, you know. They don't, they don't look at that stuff. It's whatever, though. Uh, Chase Young finished third that year. Justin Fields finished fourth, which was kind of ridiculous. Justin Fields threw 50 touchdowns and only had one interception, but somehow Jalen Hurts finished Chase second. second uh, Chase Young had the second most second-place votes. Mm. So. So technically third, I guess, yeah. Uh, sorry, he had the most because Burrow, but that was unanimous Heisman winner. Um, yeah. Just victory ever. Shout out, Joe. I love you. Please come back. God, I miss you so much. <sighs> okay. But yeah, um, I, I, Kenny Pickett deserves it, but he's not going to win it. A lot of recruiting news. Guys, like I said, I'm sick. I'm tired. Freddie, this is your moment to shine, buddy. This is I'm my moment. Make it this away. is my finals. Dude, so much has happened with Lincoln Riley leaving and going to USC. So there's four different um, 2022 guys that have already decommitted from Oklahoma's class and the four more from 2023. So eight total in what, three days. That's like actually awful. Like I feel so bad for OU, but also I don't because fuck OU. So they're honestly not doing great. Um, probably all eight are going to commit to USC very soon. I know three of them already have. I'm not sure which one's exactly that's on me though. Um, I'm going to call, I'm gonna make a little call out right here. Marvin Mims is one of OU's best receivers. If he goes to the portal, which is very possible at this point, watch out for AM. He's a hometown boy. He's a Dallas boy. We have um, Chris Marshall is from the Frisco area, and they were boys, both from the Marvin Mims is also from the Frisco area. Watch out for AM getting that right there if he goes to the portal. So I'm going to say that right there. Speaking of Evan Stewart, he just committed his five star wide receiver on AM. Um, I knew about this a while back, but happy it's finally out in the public. Oh, let's see. Four-star running back commits to Alabama. He's from Tyler. His name's Jamarian Miller. Um, There's a bunch of four-stars committed this week. Wow. So four-star wide receiver Jordan Hudson commits to TCU, Dallas boy. Um, Four-star edge rusher Mario Eugenio from Tampa, Florida commits to Cincy, which is kind of a far distance, but good for Cincy on that one. Um, Hometown boy right here for us, uh, four-star cornerback Jalen Gilbo from Port Arthur, Texas, 409 represent, uh, going to Texas. He, uh, him and Bryce Anderson, I'm very close. Um, Bryce obviously is going to AM. Um, they were always a package deal <laughs> throughout recruiting, but now it's kind of funny. They're going to do different, like the rivals, you know, it's funny. Um, also, four star defensive lineman Chris McClellan from Oklahoma is going to Florida. That was like the biggest thing kind of last week because it happened right as soon as Dan Mullen got fired, which was interesting. It was like the next day. But yeah, so early signing day is in two weeks from today. Yeah, 15th. So um, things could either get crazy in the next two weeks or people could just wait. But um, we'll have to wait till then, I guess. So there's also all the All-Star games are like the second and third day of January, and a lot of people are waiting till then to commit and sign. So this next month will be interesting, at least for recruiting, because 
bunch of different days. So be on the lookout. All right. That was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. Um, cool. I see. I think we're going to see a lot of things flip. Oh, and then you have the transfer portal as well. And you have the transfer like portal, and then you have coaches going different. I mean, people are, you know, Notre Dame players are going to follow Brian Kelly. Uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma people are going to follow Lincoln. Caleb Williams is going to go to USC, and you also have Jackson Hart, oh, the quarterback there already. I didn't even talk about Caleb Williams. You didn't even talk about Malachi Nelson. Oh, well, I said the, I was talking about the Oklahoma players who had already decommitted. Malachi Nelson was one that decommitted. Okay, yeah. Um, but yeah, Caleb Williams is going to de- or going to enter, enter the transfer portal at some point and go to USC. Hundred percent. Right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, bringing back our guest picker from last week, my roommate. Um, I don't even know head last week. Women's ninth grade basketball coach at McMillan High. Here in Plano, Texas, Zachary Bryan is here to make some guest picks for Championship Saturday. Big Saturday ahead, right? Big, big Saturday. What are, what are Freddy, we Check on. out the merch we got right now. A little something official for you, Freddie. He's not looking at the camera. Not looking one bit. Uh, he's trying to scribble some. Oh, he's getting ready for his picks. Freddie, we didn't really do good last week, did Zach, I? So Zach went four and three last week. I didn't do his picks because I didn't think he was going to be. He on. went three and four, and I went five and two. That is correct. Yeah, so overall... Wow. Overall, Peyton is fifteen and five, and I am eleven and nine. Picks. How did that? That doesn't. We happen. were only one off. Four and three, five and two. He chose. He chose. Oh, you, you, you chose. Yeah. Gotcha. I'm really good at this. So I'm we got the first two games wrong, all of us, and then we were pretty we're much just spot on. Dead on. Um, God, I'm so good at that. Fifteen and five. I really need to start gambling. My God. Hey, I gambled last week in Louisiana, and then SMU destroyed my parlay, and then I bet. Oklahoma State four and a half, and they won by four. And then Did you go to LaBirds, Golden Nugget, or I went to Golden Nugget, and then I bet. Oh, there's a Golden Nugget in BR, mm-hmm. right next to, or no, no, in uh, Lake Charles. Those are the two that I've been to. And yeah. then I bet LSU, or no, I bet AM to cover, which obviously didn't happen. And then I bet Oregon to cover, and they did. My fighting ducks will always prevail. Good for them. Um, our Saturday is going to be wonderful. It's going to be full of beer and burgers and, and depending football. on how my team does this week i might spend the first half of the day at a tournament exciting i'm gonna come see you zach i'll come to the game that's the don't lie don't stop lying <laughs> um you still haven't come up to our new apartment yeah you uh, have no excuses there's no hey guys uh freddie didn't come to my engagement he didn't he didn't show the rest of my friends came to you know just show up and say they got engaged he didn't come anyway all right they don't really care about that um, mm-hmm. let's talk about some championship games. Um, and probably the least interesting one of the day, um, the PAC 12 championship, Oregon at Utah. Um, I don't know why we're saying at, it's just how it's said on ESPN. They're oh, the home team. Utah's the home team technically. So at, yeah, well, um, Utah's a two and a half point favorite 59 and a half is the over under Zach. I'll let you start it out. Great. Let's do this. Okay, I think I was actually talking about this today with one of my coworkers. We believe, okay, Coach Tap, we'll shout out real quick. Good guy. Uh, anyway, we believe that Utah is actually a legit team, not in the sense of they are Georgia or top four worthy, but they're no slouch. Um, I did a little bit of research for this one. So I got to dip in. So I got to work on making sure I'm not spitting so much. Anyways, these two teams on the ground, 218 yards, 214 yards a game, respectively. 
Both very good run games. This will be this game will be one on the ground. Guess what? When Utah slapped the shit out of them a few weeks ago, Utah had 208 yards on par for their season. Oregon only had 63. Okay, they're gonna have to find ways. They're gonna have to find ways to get die involved, Mister No Gloves himself. Okay, and that quarterback Anthony Brown—that's just a cursed name in sports we've learned in the last few weeks. If you're a Cowboys fan, you know what I'm talking about. Or if you just even pay attention to shitty corners in the NFL. So, uh, I actually think Oregon comes back and gets this win. Cool. I called this last week. That We're was gonna, four minutes. No, that's great. We're going to differ. I'm going to start calling you Zach Stats. Okay, Zach um, Stats. You got him. Um, we're going to differ right off the bat. I think Kyle Whittingham has done a phenomenal job with Utah. Um, Oregon has nothing to play for. And I got Utah. I, I think Oregon has a lot to play for. because to play for. Happens, they're right there. Also, I forgot to say, mm-hmm. Oregon takes the under. I think it's going to be less scoring in a tougher five game. 59 and a half. I think Oregon 30, 30 points a team. See, I will say, I, I will say Oregon has something to fight for. Another Rose Bowl. I mean, I, that's the best we ever do. It's another Rose Bowl. We love the Rose yeah, Bowl. I'm gonna take so Utah. We perform our best. Utah in what? Over under what? Uh, over. All right. Well, you guys know where I stand with this. We always say take Oregon in every situation possible. And we're gonna take the over as well. So this next game, I gotta take. All right. Baylor, Oklahoma State. Do we know if Baylor is going to have their quarterback? I don't. I did, think he's questionable right now. They did sneak right by now. Tech last week, but it was against a back yeah. with a backup quarterback. With a backup quarterback, if Baylor's quarterback isn't starting, Baylor's going to get throttled. But at the same time, Mike Gundy, Mike Gundy's himself every single year. So my my heart wants to say take Baylor, um, but I think I'm going to take Oklahoma State. They just – I think this is the year they finally do it. They finally broke through and beat Oklahoma. They're there. I think it's just – I'm not going to take them to cover, but I'm going to take them – if I was going to bet, I would take a money line. Okay. It's not that I threw rationale out of the window last week when I chose OU, it, but I definitely wanted OU to win the game, and that kind of propelled my choice. I don't want to bet against Mike Gundy this week. We're sticking with the mullet. I'm saying Oklahoma State wins and makes this decision for the committee even more challenging than it's already going to be. They're 9-3 and three against the spread this year. Bear with me. It's against Big 12 competition. But we know good teams win, great teams beat the spread. Great teams cover. Mm-hmm. 9-3, and three, give me Oklahoma State. Give me the uh, Cowboys. The win in the over. It's only 46.5. I think there will be a little more scoring than that. Yeah. So yesterday, guys, when I was on this bus ride going to the Stars game, you know, I went with Baylor people. Baylor people, don't be swayed. Um, Listen to me. And I listened to them talk about how the Sugar Bowl was in Atlanta, Georgia, and how um, Baylor had a fantastic shot if they won to make the college football playoffs. So Baylor fans don't know about football. For an hour and a half. And it was agonizing and pain. And if I wasn't going to take Oklahoma State already – that would have propelled me to take Oklahoma State. So yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Gundy, and I'm taking the over. Um, trust in the mullet. This is the year he finally does it. This is redemption for 2012. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, cool. Well, we all agree on that. I would say over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, although Baylor's defense is so good. Mm-hmm. But Aranda effect, baby. It's, he's so good, man. 
God, ALSU, you should pay him $5 million a year to come be DC. Um, all right. And I didn't even know this was a championship game. <laughs> Appalachian State at University of Louisiana Lafayette. I'm going to take uh, App State. The only reasons why is Billy Napier is no longer the head coach of ULL. Um, and if you call it University of Louisiana, stop. You're stupid. It used to be USL, University of Southwest Louisiana. Then they changed it to the ULL. You're not the University of Louisiana. You'll never be the University of Louisiana. You're the University of Louisiana Lafayette, one of the shittiest towns in all of America. Um, yeah, I'm going to take uh, App State. Go Luke Holmes. App State, cool. I'm going to go different. Peyton and I are already three for three on going against each other. No, we're not. You, you chose were... Baylor, didn't you? I chose Oklahoma State. Oh, great. And then we're two and one. I'm going to go with ULL. They won 41 to 13 against App State just on Halloween Eve. So it wasn't too long ago. I think they'll be inspired to play actually because of the Napier hire. And I think they'll want to go out on a strong note and show that they're actually a good team through and through. We're going to take the over 53. I think it will be much closer than 41-13, of course. We'll take like a 30 to 24, like barely beats the spread. Okay. All right, ready? One. Well, hold up. Did Freddie give his Oh, pick? yeah, sorry, Freddie. Go ahead. Okay, so um, I have a take with that as well. Better not the University of Louisiana because um, up north in Monroe, there is a team called the University of Louisiana. And um, last week, no, that's they University of Louisiana Monroe. That's ULM. University of Louisiana at Monroe. Listen to me. Oh, University and, of Louisiana Monroe. There's a, there's a hyphen. <laughs> Freddie has a hernia. The, okay, yeah, they're the Warhawks. So, so my mom is a uh, former alumni of ULM, formerly NLU. Um, so last week I paid attention to this game. Will you listen? University of Louisiana Monroe. Thank oh you, ladies and gentlemen. God. I am right. This turned into a sixth grade Xbox party. <laughs> if you can't see, this is their official website, University of Louisiana Monroe. Okay, besides, can, can I just speak? Thank you. Yeah. So last week, the two Louisiana schools fought, played each other and ULM, who was a 21 point underdog, only lost by seven. So I think App State's going to win because you also have along with this, them losing their head coach, App State, and what's that? What is it in this game? 53. You ever just get that weird I'm feeling someone's staring at you? I hate people that try to justify a loss as a win. I wasn't, oh, my God. I was literally talking about how they're going <laughs> to Guys, I hate Peyton C. Paul with every <laughs> bone in my body. He – when I wake up in the morning, that's the first thing I think about is how I just hate him so much. Yeah, you do. You think about me. And you're hard. Go. <laughs> yep, thank you, Peyton. Yep. This got dysfunctional. Back on track. I'm three. on NyQuil and alcohol. Go ahead. <laughs> I already uh, – I caught App State in the over, so. Hey, Georgia. So you did that whole damn thing to take App State? That's the whole point. I was saying you're going to lose. Okay. All right, ready? Bless America. Three, two, one. Tie. Georgia. Am... <laughs> wow. Not actually, no. No, we, we actually did that just to get the thumbnail. If Georgia space. was yeah. favored by 35, I would still take Georgia by 35. I have, I, I, when, see, when we came back from that OSU game, we stopped <laughs> the Golden Nugget again, and I put $50 down on Georgia to cover. So we got to hope that works. Yeah, by six and a half? No, I think yep. you did that. We're finally going to see – the rest of the country is finally going to see what we've seen all season, that Alabama is not who they are. 
who they say they are, uh, and Georgia is going to beat the piss out of them. Um, I can't wait for the video of Kirby's pregame speech to be leaked because it's going to be awesome. Um, and then the over under 49 and a half, I'll take the under. Yeah, Georgia only gives up 6.9 points a game. <laughs> the line is 6.5. That's very close. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got Georgia in the under. He's got Georgia in the under. Georgia in the under. Yeah, Bama's only uh, had five one-possession wins in the SEC from 2016 to 2020. They've had four this year. Uh, they're playing way closer games, so they're good, but they're not great. Sayonara. Sayonara. Ready to take Georgia, too? Yeah, without a doubt. Georgia in the under. All right. Actually, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to go Georgia in the over. Uh-oh. Oh, uh-oh. Just to be different because we don't grade ourselves on over, under anyway. Okay. Um, Houston at Cincinnati. <sighs> this is tough. Um, the game's at Nippert Stadium in Cincinnati, Ohio. Give me Cincinnati. I think, I think that they prove it. Over, under, what do you think here? Over. Yeah, it's only 49.5. I know they have good defense, but 43. It's a very, it's a very, even worse. Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati, who do you got? Cincy, of course. Cincy. They're going to do everything in their power to make it that you have to put them in the playoffs. Yeah. For you people not on YouTube, once again, I'm throwing up the Cougs right now. This is the Um, third week in a row you've bet against Cincinnati? Yeah, it's going to happen eventually. We're going to keep Cincy on it every podcast next year. Maybe when they play Georgia in the semifinal. You know, Houston's – I mean, Houston's got a lot to play for. They've got a New Year's Six Bowl if they win this game. I mean, they could be the G5 team right here. And, you know, Dana Holgerson, why not, honestly? The madman. So, I'm going Houston in the over. Um, Go Cougs. Simple as that. Michigan at Iowa. (laughs) Can we all agree on the under? Yes. If, if the under was eight, I could agree on the under. Michigan's just going to run the ball the whole time. And the Ladies and gentlemen, I'm about to do something that I would never. Uh, actually, no, never mind. I think the Iowa Hawkeyes are going to win this game. Oh, my God. This is reverse psychology on his end. Don't be fooled. The Iowa Hawkeyes are going to win the Big Ten Championship, and here's why. No, I'm not. I'm going with Michigan. <laughs> well, dude, I'm so torn because – Oh, Michigan and Jim Harbaugh, they always do this. They always blow a big game, and they match up really well with Iowa. And just if Iowa had any sort of offense, I would take them. Iowa's defense is so good. I'll take Michigan. All you need Iowa to go have two touchdown drives, and their defense can probably do the rest. No, their defense has gotten worse as the season's gone. Yeah, but they I'm going to take Michigan. Really well. Michigan, and then um, – I called at the beginning of the year, Iowa. I don't care who they're playing. I have to stick with Iowa just to be firm to my choice. You know, so I don't know about you guys. I'm a big uh, Josh Pate late kick podcast guy. And he talked about exactly what you're talking about, Peyton, and the whole, uh, you know, you beat Ohio State and you go to the next week and you're just, you drop off. He said, and I completely agree with him, that last week, if, if Michigan hadn't gone into that game thinking they were going to win and it was like a surprise, like, oh, shit, we beat Ohio State, then I'd see the I'd see the fall off the next week. But they went to that game acting like a bunch of, like, motherfuckers. Like, yeah, we are those guys. Like, we're this is Freddie's first effort on the podcast. Uh, sorry. I'll say it again. Michigan walked in that game last week acting like they were the motherfuckers, and they won. They played like it, too. And I think 
just how Harbaugh has acted ever like with what he said after the game. I think they just go off. I, I think they soundly beat Iowa. I I don't I think the cover, I think they're ten and a half point favorites. I would honestly I would probably take they they'd cover, but needless to say, I'm gonna go Michigan under. So yeah. Um, and a game that I have no idea who will win because they are the same team. <laughs> the exact same team, just different jerseys. I literally don't know. The over under is 72 and a half. It's over. I'm going to take the over. That's so um, bad. It'll be 45, 42 on the Does second Wake Forest have two losses or one? They have two. Clemson, and then they lost two. Both are 10 and two. Yeah, both are 10 and two. Yeah. Both have a good quarterback and very average teams. Mm-hmm. My God, I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with my Heisman candidate and Kenny Pickett. I'm going to take Pittsburgh. Yep, this has to be his Heisman game if he wants it. Not that that's what he's playing for, but he'll get it. Hey, Jalen Hurts – or uh, Kyler Murray stole it from Tua in 2018. And last I checked, uh, if Bryce Young loses to Georgia and Kenny Pickett wins this weekend, it's there's Kenny no is. reason to say it can't be Kenny Pickett. Could you imagine – could you imagine? I, I, would, I would be. It's not that hard to imagine. Yeah, Bryce Br- Young is going to lose to Georgia. Bryce Young threw for like <laughs> 600 yards against Arkansas and then proceeded to not score until the late fourth quarter against Auburn. Yeah. So I'm assuming something that was similar Zach. to the feat of Zach Calzada. <laughs> Do you hey, Zach. 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 If you're listening. Wrong Zach. Zach. Zach Calzada. Hey, you can't ask your friends to, to suck, suck your dick. Look, look on your all I'm gonna say, all I'm gonna say you is, can't tell people to do that as a Division One quarterback. I don't care what kind of messages you receive; you can't tell people to do that. Respectfully, as I say, respectfully into the microphone. All of you can SMD. <laughs> yeah, I like how he said all of you, all, all of the letter you. A, then the letter U, can in an SMD. Not of. We don't use of anymore. Because my name is Zach Calzada. You know, anyway. you know, that's how you would say the sentence if you just got woken up from a nap. And, yeah. he, and he played like he was sleeping. Why are all of you in my, <laughs> you in my living room? What are you doing Zach, here? Do you, do you have Pitt to win this game? Oh, yeah. Pitt and the over. So we're they all the same on that. Score 36. That's not even uncharted territory at the least. My God, no. So we all have Pittsburgh winning and the over, and that means Kenny Pickett wins the Heisman. <laughs> Yes, yeah. if Georgia wins. So, he, riddle me this while you're still here. There's an easy possibility that two through five can lose. Every two, three, four, five. Who's five? Oklahoma five State. Oklahoma State. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Michigan yeah. can e- easily lose to Iowa. Alabama will lose to Georgia. Cincinnati can lose to Houston. And Oklahoma State can lose to Baylor. So, my God, what happens? So, everybody has one loss right now except for Cincy. So, but they essentially have one loss because if they lose, but if they, they lose, they're, lose out. they're out. Yeah. Well, we, we love our conference champions. So, because if, uh, how are you going to justify a conference loot championship loser versus someone who didn't Complete play chaos. two losses? I know we just made all these picks, but in my mind, I want – because I have no dog in the hunt, I want two through five to all lose. Oh, oh my goodness. I want be amazing. Chaos. I want the committee to the, – because the, the selection show happens the next at morning. 12 p.m. on Sunday. I want them I want to not leave. Put out I want a statement to say, guys, we need a couple more days on this one. <laughs> Oh my goodness! If, if that situation happens, then who's to say that a uh, 
Oregon 11 and 2 Pac 12 champion. Doesn't Who's fall to right say that an 11 and 2 Pittsburgh can't make it? Who's to say that I'm going to shit myself when a 11 and 1 Notre Dame makes it without a head coach? Wouldn't that be funny? Who's to say that Baylor doesn't make it? Could you imagine? The winner of the Big 12 championship will probably make it. Could you imagine if Notre Dame makes it somehow and who's their DC who's not going to be their head coach? Like, leads them to a national championship. Yeah. Could you imagine a story? No, like that? We're going to put out a short on Sunday after the playoff is revealed because there's just so many things to talk about. If Cincinnati is ranked at three, they match up to Michigan. Yeah. Yeah, Cincinnati, Cincinnati could play for national championship. They might. They might actually play for national championship. And considering how good their game against Georgia was last year, that'd be a kind of – Well, the only thing I'll say about that was it was a great game, but that Georgia team did not – who they didn't give a shit about that game. Also, I don't – Unless Georgia I, plays for gold, they don't care. Yeah. I saw it a few weeks ago. Um, Who's it? George Pickens. He tore his ACL in March, and he's supposed to be back around this time. And I saw something that said he'd be, like, questionable for the SEC championship, but, like, for the actual playoffs, he'd be down, like, red, like be good to go. And so I'm, I'm sure they're, they're not going to risk it in the SEC championship, let him stay out longer. But, like, having him back for the playoffs. What is, what is, what is Pittsburgh ranked right now? I know they're not going to make it, but what are they ranked? Like, 12? I want to say something like that. Let's see. Um, How much does Ole Miss? 16 versus 15. Ole Miss. Miss. Ole Miss could – is Ole Miss jumping? Could you um, – They could. But how do they just – That's what I'm that? saying, guys. It could be complete chaos. God, if Ole Miss gets in, that's a fraud. And I know they whooped our ass, but that's a fraud. Oh, my Hang God. On. All right. They're not going to put Ohio State in. Mm-mm. I don't think so. They'll put Notre Dame in. If two through five lose, they'll put Notre Dame in. The next team? Notre Dame is sitting Besides Ohio State? Ole Miss is ranked at eight. Ole Miss could get in. Baylor will get in. They'll jump. It's Oh, God, I want that to happen so bad. I will be pulling, even though I made the picks, I will be pulling for all of those teams. I want Notre Dame to schedule a game for no reason and lose. Yeah, same. Um, Do you remember last year whenever um, A&M – because they didn't play Ole Miss last year, say so that open week, and it, like all the rumors came out that like they were going to play Ohio State the week of the state or the championship, whatever. As a plan. <laughs> and then all the buses are like, oh my gosh, the buses are out, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, oh no, that was a picture from months ago. That's just what I thought of. Sorry. I do remember that. Yeah. I know exactly where I was too. I got sad. <sighs> oh, well, that would have been such a fun You boys there. have fun. Yeah. All righty. Thank you, Zach. Accessory. Really appreciate now we're going to do some um, questions from fans and wrap this up because, God, I am tired. Um, okay. Now I'm going to take all these. Um, since the Houston prediction, we just went over that. Sully O LSU experience. I asked William about that. Um, Rock Troy asked, Urban leaves the Jags for Notre Dame. I touched on that. I think it's a possibility. That would be insane. And saving yeah. 2.0. Also, Brock Troy, are you still mad at FedEx? Um, yes, but I've heard that my rug is on the way, so we should have a rug by this weekend. Yeah, we ordered that three weeks ago. Um, not going to answer that one. <laughs> um, Griffin Kanzler has a couple of great questions. Uh, who's winning the WNBA championship? Is that happening right now? I don't know. I, I don't know I, either. I think it just happened actually like three Did or it? four weeks I feel ago. like there's three WNBA championships a year. At least. There's like a four-week season and then a playoffs right after. Okay. Okay, good. <laughs> um, Griffin Cancer, great question here. Fuck, Mary kill. Les Miles, Ed Orgeron, or Brian Kelly? Okay. Um, 
There's only so, one answer to this. I'm going to kill less miles. Not okay. the way I would have gone, but okay. Really? Well, here's why. So I'm going to kill less miles. Ed, when he took that picture in the bed with that blonde 20-year-old, that, that he looked like a good time. And I can feel like that, that voice whispering in your ear. Oh, baby, let me home. Oh, baby. Come on. All right. So, I, um, yeah. Um, and then I, since Brian Kelly just got the bag, um, I think I would go to uh, – I would marry Brian Kelly. Well, no, because that would be a horrible marriage. He's an asshole. But also Les is a little bit of a, a freak, so. Yeah, Les is a freak. I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I'll, I'm going to go kill Ed uh, and marry Brian Kelly and I guess fuck Les Miles. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Um, I'm going to skip that because I want that um, later on. Uh, Marcus Freeman, promotion thoughts. We went over that. Jacob Waters, um, Tennessee Rants. Where's Correa going? He should go to Houston, or he could be an asshole and go to New York. And then uh, Bo Hansen, best question of the day winner. Honestly, who won the fiddling match in Georgia? Fantastic uh, question. It's amazing. It's an incredible question. Just, uh, I mean, the way the song goes, Johnny won it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, if, we're big if, believers on this podcast. So the devil will lose at all times. If you refer um, to Guitar Hero 3 as well, when that song is in the, the game, um, yeah. it's the devil. And then also just the actual yeah, that's guitar also, player. That's from Charlie Daniels' band, a great country artist, not just in Guitar Hero 3. Oh, no, I was, I was going to orchestra. I was going to explain in the video game. Um, there's a very difficult part. And it's, you know, the guitarist, whatever, just shreds it in the devil's face. And the devil just like disintegrates in the ground. So therefore, once again, Johnny wins. Johnny wins. He risened up his bow and played that visual part. representation, if you will. Yeah. Um, cool. That's pretty much it, guys. Um, get prepared for a great, fantastic weekend. One quick shout out I want to give to you. Um, some sad news today that we learned. Um, one of our favorite establishments in College Station, Texas, restaurants, Howdy's Pizza, um, is closing its doors after a few years um genuinely this was one of my favorite restaurants they had a pizza called the texan with smoked brisket on it fried onions fried jalapenos um barbecue sauce on it it's genuinely the top one of the top five food items i've ever eaten in my life um if you're listening to this in college station i think they're closing this friday or saturday um i read on their website go out one last time they're open only for dinner hours four to eight um, and just go support them, give them your love, wish them the best of luck. I know they said they're planning to open another location. I really hope it's somewhere up here in the Dallas area. Um, it's fantastic. Go get yourself mm -hmm. a Texan. Um, I really hate to hear that. I'm so sorry. We love small business here. We're big capitalists. Um, let's go, Brandon. Let's go. Uh, thank you for closing um, Howdy's because you shut the country down. Yeah, that's two. That's two shit. That's two pizza joints in college station that have closed in the last month now that's yeah Antonio's. shout out antonio's i Rest mean in peace the amount I mean, of nights that i have sunk my teeth into your pizza that um, and there's no like i don't know what to do now like it's like as a college student in texas a m like they have hungry howies yeah it's but that's great. no so I mean, the two guys, greatest are gone howdy's they had so many good pizzas they had the hillbilly hawaiian they had the kitchen sink which was their supreme um, I mean, they were just so good. It was Texas grilled pizza. It was phenomenal. There was good. never a time I had. There is Gumby's. I forgot about Gumby's. 
Yeah, but yeah, but Gummy's Pizza isn't that good. The pizza rolls are great, but the pizza's yeah. very mids. But I can't um, get but... my specialty pizza anywhere else. Yeah, shout out to Howdy's. Um, if you guys move to DFW, we'd love to you to be a sponsor of the podcast. Oh my um, God, can you imagine? Oh, I just want to freak out. I just want to sink my teeth into text. And if I could get down to College Station um, one more time before Friday, I would. But unfortunately, I have to work. Um, but that's pretty much it for us, guys. Um, thanks again. Like, subscribe, share. Um, I've reeled myself back because people have asked me to. It hurts. But, I'm proud of you. I'm yeah. really proud of you. Yeah. All righty. Freddie, any closing remarks? Oh, man. This weekend's going to be chaos, guys. There's no other way to explain it. I mean, it's like this week has been chaos. Get ready for this weekend. Yeah. All righty. That's Saturday morning shotgun.